here we go. That's your spoiler warning. Alice, where do you want to start? Oh, there's so many places we could start. I think I just want to start with the look of this movie. So something that I really appreciated, but I I didn't really notice, I don't think about until halfway through, was the care that went into the aesthetic of the film. The entire film looks like this 2000s pop bubblegum Instagram Mm -hmm. pastel look. And I think the perfect representation of that is her nails. Now, you'll notice that in the entire movie, she has the most beautiful, like unchipped nails of of different pastel colors. And they are the same the entire movie all the way through to her, um, you know, death, essentially. And that's the final part of her that you see. Um, mm-hmm. which is her hand. And and it was then that I realized, you know, once I saw that that image of her hand before it gets kicked back under the, the logs and everything, um, that, you know, first of all, there is no way her nails have stayed so pristine the entire movie. I can tell you right now, sure. you know, <laughs> as a woman, that isn't happening, especially with the stuff she's doing. It would have been, they would have been chipped. She would have had to reapply, but she also doesn't come across as someone who's like, I'm really into revenge and hate everything about my life, but let me just, you know, fix my nails real quick. But that in paired with, you know, the way that she dresses the entire movie, the way that she looks, you know, her hair is done with care. The the outfits she picks are done with care. Um, but even the framing, you know, there's that bit, um, I think is it's probably one of the more stark representations, but that moment when she's, cleaning something in a coffee shop and her head is framed by that halo of the the type on the wall the blue halo pottery on the wall and it's just everything every shot is so beautiful I feel like I could just pause it at any moment and I could probably get a poster I could chuck up on my wall so that's definitely something I wanted to talk about yeah for sure um so when I was uh popping this movie in um I well when I clicked on the link um (laughs) I I was thinking that um what i was expecting was i was expecting a, a um a um very bright vibrant neon aesthetic mm-hmm. um with a very like bright tone um yeah. i was really expecting like a birds of prey kind of tone mm-hmm. um with uh with this main character um essentially playing what if harley quinn faked um well especially after the opening setup because again i didn't even know what was kind of going on um mm. with her um like what she was doing um uh, seeks out vengeance i was thinking we were going for like literally something like birds of prey but uh once once that intro happened i thought we were going to get something that's like essentially what if what if harley quinn um was acting drunk and then hurting people that um that took advantage uh or tried to take advantage of her that's kind of what i was expecting and i am really happy that the movie went a different direction. Um, I'm I'm happy that this movie feels lighthearted enough that mm-hmm. I'm full-throating recommending it, not saying you have to be in a mindset to watching it, but yeah. you're going to have a good time. Um, but also that it takes its subject matter seriously enough that this is going to inspire some conversations. So, 100%. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the way, with the way that it went. Um, and I think, yeah. I think the three main leads are excellent. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think kind of jumping off what you were saying um, about, you know, expectations and everything, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think that especially with the way that the trailers kind of portray it and everything about it, it makes you think that 
yeah, she's just this, it's this intense rape revenge story where it's going to be violence and, you know, she's going to be doing actual harm, like physical harm to all these people. Mm -hmm. But then when you actually learn that, you know, until the very, very end, she has absolutely no intention of physically harming anyone. It's all psychological. Yes. And I thought that was such an interesting way to go because the entire time you're like oh what is she doing you know chopping things off you know like right. really well, making people regret it <laughs> and that well in that first sequence um you know they they kind of hint at that because you see yeah. her like covered in red but it, it's because she's eating a jelly donut or something like yeah. that like uh, which i didn't even notice until after my you know after the movie is over my wife pointed out no that wasn't blood that was mm. the ju- i was like oh okay that makes a lot of sense but yeah. you know um yeah i i you, you're right about that. Um, yeah, uh, man, Karen Mulligan's excellent in this movie. Um, I for sure see an Oscar nomination for her this year. She um, should. She definitely should, especially with the year we just had. She a hundred percent should. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think if I think anybody deserves it more than her for this. Um, um I don't know. None, none that come to mind. I mean, yes, there's still some that have yet to come out that are going to be in the same. Correct. I don't know if Palm Springs is going to be considered given the type of movie. It's not, you know, your traditional. They're, they're sending out for your consideration movie. stuff. Are they? Fantastic. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, good. I, was, I was actually going to say my only contention, I think, is Kristen Meliotti mm. um, for and maybe, this. Uh, and maybe Elizabeth, um, oh gosh, what's her name? From, from Invisible Man. Elizabeth Moss. Oh, no, Elizabeth Moss, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would also throw into the mix uh, Aubrey Plaza and Black Bear. Oh, I haven't um, seen that yet, but I it's yeah. on my list. But I think I think yeah, between uh between Aubrey Plaza, um uh Carrie Mulligan here, um and uh Kristen Milioti, and then yeah, some other stuff that are gonna come out. But um yeah, I don't know, I think I'd kinda be okay with any of them actually. Yeah, um, I think so. I think it's actually uh, gonna be really interesting, um just just to you know, tangent, go ch- tangential for a moment. It's going to be a really interesting year for the Oscars and, and the award season in general because they're, it's such a weird year for movies. So they're going to have to consider movies that weren't, you know, they're not the traditional type of movies for Best Picture or Best Actress, which I think will finally open up the floor for it doesn't need to be the same kind of movie over and over again. Like, just because it's not a, you know, period drama where people are you know scandals happening and and things have to be taken care of doesn't mean it's not a a good film (laughs) right and then hopefully those like stigmas will start to go as well Mm -hmm. um i i think every actor in this every uh, Mm. performer in this movie is great um and bo burnham is the other standout of course um, yeah because he gets a lot to work with Uh, i really think um maybe he'll get a supporting actor nomination here i don't know i mean it'll be hard because like the five bloods has a lot of excellent supporting yeah. cast. So there's, there's one night in Miami. So like, I think there's a lot of ensemble movies this year that'll make it tough. Um, but yep. for the same, for the same reason, perhaps they will try to stick towards like one from the five bloods and one from um, one night in Miami and whatnot. So um, mm-hmm. I could see, but I could easily see Bo Burnham getting at least a nomination. Um, I don't know about the win, um, uh, but uh, I, I, Gosh, I'm so excited to see where his career goes from here because after doing his stand-ups, which I'm a huge fan of, you know, stand-up is really mm. odd to, to call what he does. <laughs> um, did I guess? Um, but and then and then writing and directing eighth grade. I mean, I think I think we're going to see a couple things happen here. I think that by the end of his career, 
I think I think Bo Burnham will be an EGOT actor with the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Um, and I think he will be um, uh, a part of the big five. Um, mm-hmm. the, the winning, a, winning a best picture, best director, best writer, um, and, uh, and best actor at some point. Um, yeah. separate, potentially separate movies. I mean, if eighth grade was his first entry, <laughs> then gosh, I'm so excited. Like, and this is, he, he, he's got a very promising career and I, th- I mean, he's already has an established career, mm-hmm. but I, I, I wonder, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. I don't think we give him enough credit for what he's actually doing in the grand scheme of things and how influential he's going to be. Um, yeah. You know, when we think of the young actors, uh, we think of, you know, the Tom Hollands and the Timothy Chalamets and things like that. I, I think, I think Bo Burnham will win an Oscar before Tom Holland. Mm. Well, I, I mean, think- maybe because Tom Holland's in like four movies a year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But. He's probably going to, Tom Holland's probably going to have a bit more, uh, you know, yeah, exactly what you said. He has more acting going for him. However, I agree with what you said. Definitely what this movie did was intrigue me to Bo Burnham before because I'd seen eighth grade, loved it, thought it was a perfect Mm -hmm. representation of those middle school years where everything sucks and you're the most awkward person in the world. And it was and the fact that he was able to capture that, not just for someone of that age, but someone like a, a girl of that age, which is an experience, you know, it doesn't matter how much research you do. It's something that you wouldn't think he'd be able to quite harness so great. And he did. So there was that. But then in this movie, he's just so charming and you love him. But the entire time I have to say, I was like, oh, nah, he's going to be bad. Something bad's going to happen. I know it. I can't let myself fall in love with him because I know... I thought it was going to be worse than what it was, but I think that's the point is that you are going sure. the entire time and you're waiting for this other shoe to drop, but you don't know how big the shoe is. Um, yes. So, I am, so I, yeah. Okay, I'm here's where my issues the, come with the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. No, no, <laughs> um, I just going to say, I'm not sure about the supporting actor nomination, but I think what this movie will do was it will make him, it'll intrigue him more to more audiences. So it, people it's will be gonna, looking for Bob Burnham. I, it, it's all going to depend on how they choose to go with the supporting actors. If they, Correct. if they want to really single out one from a movie, which the Academy has not done in the past. Um, mm. But if they want to single out, you know, say, Hey, maybe we'll give one to the five bloods and one, uh, you know, cause there's a lot of ensemble casts this year. There are. Um, especially with some of the ones coming out too, that. Yeah. Plus, you know, how do you, do, have you seen the five bloods? Not yet. It's on my list. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you classify any of them, any of them as supporting or lead because they all feel like leads. Um, so, mm-hmm. and I, but I know they have a strategy on how they do it. So um, anyway, I, I think, um, yeah, at the very least, this will intrigue him and get him a cool role. It looks like the only thing in his future is um, he's apparently rumored to be in the Sesame street movie. Um, it's in terms of acting. I didn't see about writing or directing, but I'm sure he's working on something. I, I'm sure a 24 is dying to get him back. Um, after eighth, after eighth grade being such a great hit. Um, so, um, okay. So, but leading, leading that into the issues of this movie is, uh, mm-hmm. you, you were, you were talking about how you wanted to love him and you wanted to fall in love with him, but you knew there was something that was going to happen. Uh, the mm-hmm. whole movie I was thinking, okay, there has to be some reason, uh, that Bo Burnham, that Ryan gets, um, uh, gets Cassie to, um, get her revenge on Al Molina and, you know, they say Al Molina's name like a million times in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there has to be a reason why 
um, uh, there has to be some sort of connection that he's going to get. So I thought he was going to potentially be like a groomsman and invite her to be a date to the wedding. And then she was right. going to try to do something at the wedding. That's how I thought the movie was going to go. And I'm glad the movie went a different direction. Um, but I still have issues with the ending. Um, but I think first I want to talk about this. Um, do you mean Al Monroe? You were saying Al Molina as in like the actor. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. gosh, Al Monroe. Yes. I'm saying it, saying it right all day. Yes, yeah. Al Monroe. <laughs> I mean, Al Molina is in this movie. He's in the um, movie, but he's not the one people are getting revenge on. <laughs> okay, and that's so. Here's so here's my issue with the movie. Um, one of my my issue, other than the ending, is that I don't, I I don't know that any of these characters, other than Cassie, necessarily feel good. Um, Cassie and then her parents, um, but like they have such a small role. Like it could, maybe maybe this is, I'm I'm typically a pessimistic person, but maybe mm. this is the optimistic optimist in me is that the um Cassie says that she does this every weekend, and every weekend you know is the same result that some guy yeah. tries to take advantage of her. Yeah, I every weekend like not once a guy has actually been a good guy. Not once has you know a guy not tried to. You know, it, it maybe, or at least maybe if you brought her back to his apartment, but he just put her on a couch and put a blanket on, like not, not what, like, and again, mm. maybe it's a little bit of an optimist to me. And we're, t- we're also talking about this movie takes place in Ohio, which one of the things I mentioned to my wife, this is just a little thing, but like, there's like seven and a half people that live in Ohio. So like, like what, like what's the biggest city in Ohio? Like probably Cincinnati. And that probably has like 300,000 people in it. Like it can't be that. You know, like set this movie in L.A., Chicago, New York, maybe mm. I understand a little bit better, but uh, that that's just a little gripe. But just every single guy she meets is terrible, and we finally get so so the movie does this interesting thing where not to, where we meet the lawyer Al- Alfred Molina's character, and mm. we realize that he was a jerk, and mm. we start off hating him, but we realize he's incredibly remorseful, and we love him, but then. Kind of as that change is happening, shortly after is where we realize that Ryan, who we start off loving, and then he kind of has an iffy moment. We're like, okay, but then we love yeah. him again, and and then he turns bad. There's there's never more than one likable guy at any point in this movie, mm. and and that bothered me as a guy um, because I'm I'm all in support of what this movie is trying to portray, though. Um, but it did bother me just a little bit, mostly from a logistical standpoint. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but also just like, there are good guys out there. There are, I mean, there are the Aaron Schweitzers of the world, um, <laughs> but, 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 but at the same time, the more I thought about this, um, I think that the, the Dean and the Alison Brie character are both, um, as equally bad as most of the guys that they're portraying. Therefore, um, the movie is doing an excellent job of not just saying men are terrible, but that mm-hmm. people are terrible. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything further. Mm. Um, and I, and I don't, and I don't believe that this movie is feminazi or um, trying to ultra left or anything, trying to, trying to put down the man or anything like that. Mm. I just, I, I wanted one likable character, one likable guy character, but there's no likable female characters except for Cassie. So like, why would I ask for something that you already don't have? So, um, you know, mm. 
I, I, I'm walking back on that. Um, um, and, but this also, this movie also what? brings up. Mm-hmm. I, I've been talking for a while. You go. <laughs> no, I just I wanted to say kind of. Um, I was actually talking about this exact thing with my partner because uh, I have actually seen this movie twice now, and I can actually say really good movie for a rewatch. I wasn't sure, just as entertaining the second time round, which is great because mm-hmm. you already know everything that's going to happen, but still you get to pick so many new things. What I would say to kind of everything you've just said there is that as soon as I walked out of the movie, I realized this is a movie that's not set in the real world. This is a movie where everyone, every single character in this movie is not a real person. They're an exaggeration of a person. And no one, I would even argue that Cassie isn't even likable as a character. Like, yes, you follow her. Yes, she's, she's the person you follow. But she's not a good person either. And the, I don't think the movie's trying to argue that. I think the movie is saying that everyone in this movie is making choices that aren't the right ones, which is perfectly represented by there's a moment where Cassie goes to see Nina's mum. And Nina, uh, Nina's mum is just like, what are you doing? Stop. You're being a child. You just need to let go and move on. And I think that that is, I think there are two themes to this movie. Number one is the obvious theme that, you know, you, you've mentioned, and I think everyone can kind of, understand immediately which is it's looking at the type of sexual assault that isn't the most you know the people the one most people would think of it's it's the nice guy the nice guy that Mm. takes a woman home and takes advantage of her when she is unable to protect them herself and it's also Mm. the type of sexual assault that has you know it's almost impossible to prosecute because no it's hard to believe which is also going off the fact that this is a crime it's the you know one of the only crimes that has victim blaming. You know, you don't get mugged or murdered and then people are like, yeah, but yes. you asking for it. This is, and so it's going over that and it's, it's putting that in the stark light of day and making you face it. So that's theme number one. I think theme number two is about the importance of moving on and not just moving on from grief or moving on from, you know, uh, something horrible, like a, a horrible event that's happened and, and being able to live your life, but moving on from, something when you realize that what it's doing is stopping you from living your life so Nina's mum was telling her yes like it might seem like she's doing this great anti-hero thing by going out every weekend and apparently scaring all these guys into not being rapists anymore but look at what her life is she said herself she doesn't have a life and at the end she chooses or she doesn't choose but she knows that she's essentially ending her life for this cause and so I think it, it's a movie that's also making you look at yourself and this idea of holding grudges for reasons that probably aren't going to end up cre- like ending up in a situation that a- will give you that return on the grudge that you need and is just going to end up with you being swallowed whole. So I think it's, it's got those two themes that are playing at it, which I really love because it's mm. showing that no one here is in the right except for... Yeah, like Alfred Molina, sure, now that he's had the psychological breakdown and is remorseful, but you shouldn't have to get to that point. And then yeah, making yeah, yeah. her parents and the coffee, like her, her boss at the coffee shop. Like these are the only regular people sort of in the movie, but even then they're there to represent a sect of the population. So I just see this in this hyper reality that is just looking at society and going, this is what happens if you exaggerate what's happening in the world right now. So that whole like going out every single weekend, again, I just see see it as that exaggeration and 
we're not in the real world anymore. So just seeing it in that frame as well. That's true. Um, I'm going to disagree with you though on uh, Cassie's not a likable character. Okay. Um, for the simple reason that until she goes to the bachelor party, what wrong is she doing? Well, I would say, look, I liked her, but I can see why people wouldn't like her. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I mean, she's kind of, she's, she's not a like relatable person. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to hang out with her cause she's a, you know, a, a dull, yeah. you know, at her coffee shop, job, jo- coffee shop yeah. job. She's, she's, she's a bit of a jerk. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but she, um, it was one of those things that I was captivated in the scene where she's telling the Dean what she did to her daughter. Mm. And I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, hold on. I, and maybe this is just my ignorance, but can she be, could any of this be prosecutable? Could any of mm. this be an offense? Cause okay. Well the, the daughter willingly gave her her phone. So she didn't steal it. The daughter willingly got in the car. So it wasn't kidnapping. Um, <laughs> The she she dropped her off at uh, at somewhere, um, so like isn't you know again kidnapping, uh, dropped her off with people, and she's not the one that are, you know, presumably yeah. doing the things um, that she claims. Like, is I don't so like I was sitting there, I'm like, well, and and then especially when you find out that actually none of that happened, like she's definitely a good character, but uh, when you find out that she's she doesn't actually harm the guys. She just freaks him the crap mm. out and then makes him stop. Like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that she's necessarily doing anything wrong. So, uh, but you know, and and even then, like going to the bachelor party, trying to expose some wrong that's been done that ended up with somebody. I mean, we're to assume that um, mm. her friend took her life, right? Yeah. I don't think Absolutely. they ever spell it out, but I think no. we immediately know. Um, but. I, uh, I, I think she's an incredibly likable character up until the very end. I want to root for her. Um, well, and I want to root for her unashamedly. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly the point, though, is that up until the end, she hasn't crossed the line, which is why you feel that heartbreak. Because, yes, you're absolutely, like, I 100% agree with what you just said. But again, I think that's the point, is that she is only doing psychological scares to these guys like the whole way you're not sure but then you understand especially once um she has that bit with mclovin which oh my god i love so much that was so funny <laughs> um but you know she she just walks away she lets him go you're like okay so she's just doing this psychologically and then that's the same with the alison brie character and the dean again it's just to make them understand what it feels like if it's you and that's sure. why you're happy to accept her moving on with bo burnham or with ryan rather like you're happy to see this really beautiful love, like um, montage to Paris Hilton's Love is Blind. You're happy to be with them as they fall in love and he meets the parents. And it's like, oh my God, she finally has a chance to move on with her life and do something. And you are totally fine with that because she hasn't done anything that is that you wouldn't agree with her being able to move on from. What has she done? Like That's true. creeped out some guys that were creeps themselves. Who cares, you know? And she's probably done some good, hopefully, as a result of that. However, when she sees that video, I think she then realizes, you know, you see that pure moment of mourning and and just like complete disintegration of self. 
And that's when she crosses a line. I think she went to that bachelor party and there were two things that were either going to happen. She was going to carve Nina all over Al Monroe's body or she knew she was going to die and that therefore she had the backup plan as a result. Mm-hmm. But she was about to cross a line, essentially. She was either going to become, you know, someone who maims people and, and does something. It, it's, you know, he's a horrible person. Yeah, I, I, I suppose that's fair. I just, yeah. I, don't know, I, I, think it, I think it's an interesting thing, especially because, like, I'm the type of guy that, like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get into horror movies because yeah. they typically don't give me a reason to want to like the victim, which is something that I think Invisible Man does an incredible job at, mm-hmm. um, is definitely making me want to be on the victim side. But, you know, a lot of a lot of movies, it's like, why do I want you to live? You're um, so dumb. Which, you why know, is, may, is maybe not the best thing you want to hear from your minister. But uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> remember, that's my full-time job. But uh, um, but there's also something here that's about, um, like, like I'm the kind of guy that when I watch Cool Hand Luke, I was watched it in high school uh, and was told to write a paper about um, whether or not, like, what type of hero I think that, uh, that Luke is. Um, is he a um, a tragic hero, a Byronic hero, an anti-hero? What kind of hero is he? And I wrote my paper. And I said, he's not a hero. He's a criminal, and he's breaking the law. And yeah. it's fun to watch him do that. But he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. He did a crime, and he is repeatedly breaking out of like. Um, and I wrote my paper about that. I still believe that. So, mm-hmm. um, so like you know, it's 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 hard for me to like character to to want to root for characters that I think the mo- movies just assume that you will want to, but. Anyway, uh, I want to move on because I do want to. Yeah. I do just want to talk about the ending. Um, yeah, yeah. And and it's and for this reason, I don't know that I like how the movie ends. Um, I like how we've talked more about how like if Cassie knows it's going to go one of two ways, but w- what does the movie look like if she wound up being a maimer? Um, what what if she actually carved it in Al's chest? Like, uh, I what kind of ending? What kind of person does that turn her into? Like long term, um, and that's something I think that the writer took very careful interest in um and chose to to have the movie end the same way it does and i love i love me and my both me and my wife both loved the fact that um al finally gets his comeuppets at the wedding where he's yeah. arrested in front of everybody like and uh and and you see schmidt run off into the woods and oh my god uh, and ryan's just kind of watching it all unfold but knows that there's just about to about yeah. to be hell that's gonna be unleashed but uh um i think uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't quite the ending that i wanted this movie to do i don't know i this feels like a movie that they shot like seven or eight different endings to and just just and did some test audiences and well actually i can it, tell you um so i read up on it quite a lot after i finished okay. the movie so this is the only movie this is the only ending they shot and this is the only ending that like well that they decided to go with and test and everything however there were two other endings that um the director and writer emerald considered Number one, when she sat down, she was like, what if it was just an ending where she gets to do the revenge and then go off? But then as soon as she sat down, she realized that that was never going to happen because that would never, ever happen in any situation ever where she would just be allowed to, like, live her life happily, you know, Uh um, after doing this horrible thing. So the original ending was actually that she dies and the movie ends, like, after she dies and there's no comeuppance or anything. And the people, the studio read the script and they're like, you can't, you can't end it like that. That's way too dark. That's not, because I actually, I remember when she, after it was like, oh, oh, she's dead. Like she's actually dead, dead. I remember like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like you can't, you can't do that to me. But then I I thought we were going to, yeah. 
I thought we were going to cut to credits when it showed her hand in the fire, confirming, mm. no, she's dead, and, and that's all. I thought it was going to cut to credits there, and I was going to be like, I hate this movie. Yes, um, me too. Exactly the same. Me too. But then the ending saved it, and I think that that was, a, for once, I agree with the studio interference. Okay, <laughs> because, so... Yeah. So I, I, I like that ending a lot better than apparently this original ending. I don't want your typical cookie cutter ending. Cause this is the thing, as I was thinking about this, I don't know how I want this movie to end. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm not creative enough. Um, but like, I feel like there's a lot of movies that I'm like, here's exactly how I want this to end. I want this to, to, to do this. And I want this to achieve this. And I want it to do it in this way. And typically in a movie, I want a, at least a little bit of open-endedness. Like I want, I want closure, but I also want like, okay, so like, can I imagine a future yeah. um, that this person lives in uh, where, or where this world, where this person belongs, or if they die, like, can I envision, you know, people talking about this person's legacy? Um, but um, I, I didn't really know how I wanted the movie end, especially when she did die. That I was like, that's bold. And I think, I, th- I think I'm okay with it. And I think the more that I think about this movie, I think I will be okay with it more. Um, Cause I was like, I, I, I prefer this ending as opposed to um, let's just say, you know, she does get to carve the things uh, in the, in, in, uh, in Al's chest. And then, uh, and then we see her like gearing up to go out another night and then it kind of mm. cuts to black, you know, with like a big, you know, rock and roll montage or whatever, yeah, but, or, yeah. you know, or we see her like do the, like burn something symbolically and walk away. Like, I, I don't want either of those endings, mm. um, you know, to, to, you know, leave her, leave her, uh, her days of being a promising young woman in the past. Um, I don't, I don't want either of those endings for her. Um, what I, what probably the ending that I think I prefer. Um, and again, maybe this just go, just goes back to, to what I was talking earlier about characters is I think the ending I prefer is, Everything happened the same way, but let Ryan be the character that initiates things. Um, I, I want, I want, to, I want a redemptive arc in him because mm-hmm. I think he is a good guy that made some mistakes in the past and is not remorseful about them um, mm. yet, but can be an agent for um, trying to trying to right his wrongs um, at least for now in a. Uh, you know, a not super healthy way um, by, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, again, I think it's that part of me. Like, I I, I think I wanted um, somehow some sort of redemptive arc for that character. Um, and, and I, I you wanted a likable th- man. <laughs> essentially, well, that you could I, identify with. And well, and I still don't think that's the ending I want. Like I'm still sitting here talking to you and saying that ending that I just said I want, I still don't think I want that. I still don't know how I want this movie to end. It's a hard yeah. task, but yeah. I I know that this is not the ending that I wanted for this movie. Um, right. And so I'll have to sit and think about it for a while, but um, I, I don't, I don't know how um, I want, I want something um it, you know, it doesn't even have to be a likable male character, w- mm. even if it's the Alison Brie character that starts yeah. initiating things. I, I want, I, I, I don't know what I want, and it's frustrating. But I don't, I don't think that what we were given was is what, what is what was best, and so it just kind of falls apart for me, um, falls apart for me there. But I do like the open endedness. Again, we get the closure. We know Al's going down, 
but we don't but we also like get to imagine how yes. does his wife react how does his family react do they ever catch schmidt or does he just die in the woods <laughs> um, you know, i mean i feel like that would have been what happens to ryan is is he you know is he implicated or is yeah. he does he lose his job like, what happens like well, I also wonder if this is the ending that Cassie would have preferred than the maiming because I, like, to be perfectly honest, even with the video, it's likely nothing might have happened to Al Monroe or anyone else that was in that video because there was statute of limitations with these sort of things in different states. And also, again, there's that victim blaming aspect that people might have just been like, oh, well, she's clearly like, oh, she's just had too much to drink, blah, blah, blah. So she knew... Yes, that might still end up with some victim blaming, but you can't victim blame murder. So, well, and, and here's the thing: it wouldn't have been murder yes. until they burned the body. Yeah, until they disposed exactly. of it, because like that—that's exactly. the irony. Is like, no, that's self-defense. She was going to cut. Him. I mean, maybe went a little excessive, but like she yes. was in fully intending to harm to him. Harm him, a hundred percent. But and also with the Bo Burnham thing, I just want to say this. I think it's so interesting because I think when she goes into the office to confront him about the video, I don't think she's made up her mind yet. I think that mm. she's still giving him a chance to redeem himself. I think if she, he had seen the video and he'd gone, oh, I, A, I don't remember this or, you know, and then been like, but that's really, really effed up. I can't believe that I would have done that or, or just shown any element of remorse, you know, showing that he mm. realizes that this is an, horrible act that he witnessed and did nothing about it i think she was fully ready to she wanted to move on she wanted this element of potential hope but of course it just goes to show you know yes he was a nice guy but he was a nice guy where he's a nice guy until he gets implicated and then that's where he's like no well you can't do that well you're not going to make that oh you're an effing failure you know and then just immediately turns it on her which is why she's like cool well, that's made up my mind for me. Thank you very much, Ryan. I'm going to go either die or maim someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, uh, man, these mini reviews, they're supposed to be, you know, 20 minutes or less. Than <laughs> turning into. But, but that's okay, because I think we're talking about important things that, again, I think this movie is meant to inspire conversation as well. And I'm happy that we're having conversations. And one of the most frustrating things about this movie is that there is no good system. Um, I I understand why the dean w- did what she did um, uh, in in that time, but also like you know, <laughs> I don't I don't agree with her you know conclusion. Um, you know, it sounds like there was no investigation, and she immediately forgot a victim, and that victim wound up to harm herself, and she didn't even know about it. Um, it sounds like like this dean. I'm not trying to excuse her actions at all, but she, you know the. there's a problem in society that I don't know how we fix, which is how do we believe people? um, But like, no, and I don't know. Does Australia have it figured out? Can we learn from you guys? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Cause like, there's a, there's a moment where there's, there's a moment where Ryan says that, this is every guy's worst fear. And of course it's countered by that amazing line where she goes, what do you think every woman's worst fear is? Mm. But but no, this hasn't been every guy's worst fear until a couple of years ago. And like, you know, I 100% believe in justice and of supporting people. But same reason why I'm against the death penalty is because if just one thing is wrong, then we've, as a society, have created a travesty. We've created a monster. Mm. Um, if If we execute one person 
that is pro- that is later proved innocent. Um, we have we have failed that one person, um, and it's such a juxtaposition that I have no idea how to figure out with you know because because to to one to one element if 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 we believe uh, just if if we believe the woman and convict or whatnot. The, and it turns out to be false later. We as a society have failed the guy. But also, if we fail to prosecute true injustice, we as a society have failed the woman. And I don't, I don't know how to do. <laughs> I don't know how how to reconcile this. I don't know how to. I am not. I, I what I know is our current system doesn't work. Mm. I think that that's the issue. I think that there's this fear of you know exactly what you're saying of making people be punished for things they didn't do but I feel like it's almost like the scales where you're going to make mistakes like that's the point of humanity is that we're an infallible species that we always screw things up but I feel like what's happened and this is and exactly what we've been saying it's a systematic thing that needs to be fixed across the world but the scales have been tipped where it's gone too much to the believing of one over the believing of the other so believing of potential perpetrators over the believing of victims and so now that's why this whole you know insane thing is happening where most of the time they're ignored because it's like well you might ruin this person's future as a result but then it's like yeah but this person's future is ruined they're never going to be the same again like exactly what Kathy was saying like she was completely herself and then she was not. And it's like, you couldn't look at that and be like, oh, well, obviously she was asking for it. Like, clearly something right. went wrong. Right. But there's this idea of being so terrified to ruin a future that you're happy to ignore the, the, the crime that's already, or, or the future that's already been ruined. But it's, I'm exactly with you. It's like, I don't have the answer. I certainly don't know how we <laughs> fix It's a systematic problem. Exactly. There are many systematic problems out there right now. And and a lot of them are coming to light. And what's happening, I think, right now is that people are talking about them. And now we just need the people who know, who, who know better to actually figure out how we go about fixing them. And I think it starts with having these conversations exactly as we're having. And be, it, it's about tipping the scales back and just believing people more. I think mm. it's just you've got to believe people sometimes, even if you're worried about, oh, but what if? Yes, well, what if it's in the other direction? And I think that these movies and these conversations are the only way in which we can start to kind of balance things out a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're going to make mistakes and it's just about like, which mistake would you rather? Would you rather, yeah, accidentally imprison someone or or punish someone for something they didn't do when you find out later on maybe they didn't do it? Or would you rather have someone in fear for the rest of their life and then potentially harm themselves as a result because they don't, believe that anyone believes them or supports them in any way so it's kind of and i don't have an answer for that but (laughs) that's a question for all you listeners to pose we don't have neither of us have an answer for it but somebody needs to have an answer for it correct um it's something that needs to be uh remedied and um gosh i i hope this movie gets the attention that it deserves um Mm -hmm. i hope this movie gets seen by lots of people um, I hope this movie gets nominated for Oscars uh, because people will watch movies that get nominated for Oscars even if they haven't heard anything about them. Um, I hope this is a movie that that continues to spark discussions. Um, and, and if not, just because even on an entertainment level, this movie is captivating. Exactly. Um, like, but it's just an added benefit that it also 
um, raises uh, some some good points um, and, and asks you to con- to consider um, you know, moral questions and uh, and lots of other things. You know, I've decided. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to release these two episodes. Uh, this is two episodes. We're going to give just the first couple minutes. Okay. Just a little thing. Because uh, I, I think all this is worth keeping. I don't want to edit yeah. any of it out. Um, so since we're already talking, is is I, I think I'm done talking about this movie unless we could talk about other things more. Is there any other things that you want to say about it? Uh, just kind of not, nothing else really specifically. I just think exactly what you're saying. It's great on a moral and conversation value and like just important theme value, but it's also just great on an entertainment value. And I... I'm always going to be a, f- a fan of a movie that can do that, that can be important, but can also keep me entertained and make me want to go back and watch it again. And I'll just say again, it is a movie that absolutely re- rewards repeat viewings. You pick up on so many more little things, little signs, little... Uh, um, for example, the director is the woman who does the blowjob lip tutorial in the movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. What that's a fun little detail. Exactly. Um, so... Definitely give it another watch if you've already seen it. You know, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, I even if you know everything that happens, definitely still give it a watch. I think this is just a great movie that I really hope like you get some some say in the award season and the entertainment value. Yeah, I, her IMDb credit is host of Blowjob Lips makeup yeah. video tutorial. <laughs> uh, yeah, I man, and I'm excited to see uh, where this uh, filmmaker's career goes. Uh, it looks like she's done some uh, some writing on Drifters and Killing Eve, and then mm-hmm. this movie. And she's uh, only directed a short in this movie. Uh, whatever she does next, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, if you I, want to see her as an actor, she's she plays Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown, so she's very yes. very prevalent in the not the most recent season, but the season before that. Yeah, I haven't seen um, The Crown. So, it's very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I added it to my queue recently, but. Uh, um, Good. I, I'm I'm so happy we had this conversation, uh, and I'm so happy that, it, it, gosh, this does not feel like we've been talking for 50 minutes um, just about this movie. But uh, um, yeah, so um, thank you, thank you for your time. Um, thanks for thanks for talking about this with me, and uh, um, yeah, I'm just really really happy about this. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, I've been wanting to talk about this with you know, someone else has seen it and, and feel similar to me. And yeah, anytime you want to have me on, I am a hundred percent here for it. Cause I've had such a great time. Good. Well, Hey, uh, you're on the show proper in about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what's going to have, what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to think about what's the right way for this movie to end. Uh, and we won't release it in the show proper because of people that haven't seen it for spoilers, but we'll yeah. have to talk about it before we record, but, uh, yeah. that's great. So Alice will be on the show in about a month. We'll be talking about, uh, TV, um, actually in a month. Um, so since Shane's episode just released, but, uh, uh, so four weeks, Alice will be on, uh, it'll be great. We'll talk about all the millions of shows that she watches. And, uh, and that'd be great. So uh, we'll see you in about a month, but, uh, that's it for today.